0: Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. I don't know if it's Apocalypse, I think it's Noah trying to build an ark. Let's talk devils and islanders, let's talk penguins and rangers, but let's not talk about flyers, cause they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. Episode
1: 37, Friends and Rivals podcast, back from vacation. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Harkis, with me as always are...
2: Steve!
0: to it.
3: Noah! <sighs> Nick Lareda, not in Jersey, not even Tornado at the moment.
1: Oh, Jesus, New Jersey's weather sucks, but I, mean, I think before we begin, um, we have to uh, give a moment of silence to Jimmy Hayes, who uh, unexpectedly passed away at the age of 31, uh, so we'll now give him a, a moment of silence.
3: The uh, the story that
1: Kevin told at the at his funeral um, that that kind of got me choked up. That that tells you the type of people that you know hockey players are. Even though that kid that that Jimmy Hayes had in the, in the locker room is, and his favorite player was somebody else on the Bruins, he made sure that that kid had time with that player. Um, even though you know he was around him. So it, it shows the type of people that hockey players are. And, and all of the uh, all the stories that you hear of how great guys they are, they're all true. Everyone, every, every single hockey player that I've come in contact with has been superb and would just sit there and dedicate their time to their fans. And that's what all sports figures should be. All right. You're here. Anybody else meet a, a hockey player who's a dick? Did anybody meet a hockey player who's a dick?
2: I've had I've had a couple of bad experiences, but I wouldn't say that that person was was a dick per se. Just I might have caught them on a bad day, or because I didn't have breasts, he wasn't nice to me. Or you were um, in the
1: bathroom? Or you weren't a sister-in-law? There
2: is there's yeah, I mean there's one particular player. Who was definitely a lot nicer to the female Devils fans than the male Devils fans. Yes.
0: Well, I mean, what are you playing for, really, at that point? I mean, it's the chicks,
2: right? I mean, technically, he was married, but he didn't seem to care much about that marriage at the time. Oh, this is juicy. We're not
0: going to get a name out of this. Wow. Oh,
2: boy. People are talking, and this is what they're saying.
0: (laughs) It's a blind item. It's a
2: blind item in the post. Post, crease, you know, take from that what you will. So apparently, we've had some chatter
1: that people I, want new theme song. I so personally- should we
2: preface this by naming the names or just say we've got two young fans out there who really think we needed to up, update the, uh, the, the theme song? Do you like these two young fans? I do. I, I like these two young fans a lot. Oh, okay. Then I I don't
0: think we need to trash them,
2: unless you feel that you that we need to. No, there will be no trashing.
0: No, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna trash anybody either. If if, if the people want an update to the theme song, then
2: the people then they have spoken. That's all it. the people have That's spoken. What That's exactly
0: it. Two have spoken. Um, I don't, I don't know if the
1: other. I mean, they,
2: it's not like they left us a, a fucking review on any of our platforms or anything, but they've spoken. I'm just saying if, if they were real fans of the show, they would get on their favorite platform and leave a five-star review, five-star Pete's, not four stars, five stars Pete. Oh, he changed that. No, no, the first time, was if, he were, if he was a true fan like these two are, he would have done five stars right off the bat.
1: Let, let's not bash Pete, because ever since we, we, it was just an oversight, there it, it were five stars.
0: Let's, let's, let's not, let's not okay.
1: bash the poor guy it was a five-star review. We like Pete. So I personally love our theme song, and I don't necessarily want it changed. Um, How does everybody else
2: feel? Well, some of us have only heard the original song. They haven't heard the new song like you have. Wow, Yes, and (laughs) true.
0: I created the song, so you might think that you might know how I feel about it as well. But let's see, because I'll give my feedback as well in our Smash and Trash. All right. So, so Billy smash trash. In, in, in all of
1: this uh hubbub in a very short period of time came up with a new intro song that we're gonna play for the first time for everybody's virgin ears to hear. And um we're gonna give it a shot. It's a minute long. And uh have an open mind is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Could take all night. I think I need the devils to help me get things right. Are we supposed to hear? We have a new friends and rivals. I'm right? Yeah, oh, you hear, is it? I'm sat oh, yeah.
2: around it's laughing and watching right the last cup rise. And I need the island doors to say to me, looking for a sign.
1: Look, Billy, I have to give you a lot of props. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Stellar job. Stellar. Well stellar. Well, stellar. Coming well up done. with
1: that in a very short period of time. You had two days to do it. Written and performed all instruments by our own William Thomas Fougere. and that was that was that was that was quality. Having said that, I like our our, our old one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I do. It, it's so it's so fucking catchy that it annoys people. Am I, I
2: correct? Am I correct? Did I hear it correctly? Heading back home to fuck the flyers? Was that
0: make my way and, back home and fuck the and flyers? fuck the flyers?
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just seems fu- like the but that makes it seem like that make it seems like that the flyers are waiting for you at your house <laughs> and you're heading back home to to fuck them.
0: Well, maybe that young goalie, but I don't think the rest are
2: going to touch any of them. I mean, I don't know. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm with Tom. I think it's a spectacular job. I love the original better. I just feel like it's more, uh, it's more right in line with 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 our with our show. I think you should close that. That should be the closing song. That should be the new closing song. That's okay. what
0: I thought too. Actually, so so I, I after I recorded the whole thing, I'm like I. I it's too, if, first of all, a minute is too long for an intro song. Yeah. Even a minute is just, yeah. who's going to listen all the way through to that every yeah, time? So I thought,
2: yeah. I thought it, it could be
0: a better
2: Can we remix it so the vocals are louder?
0: Mm. Could try that
2: too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Drop the music or raise the vocals. Wait,
1: you yeah, got till yeah. tomorrow morning, so go for
2: it. And go. <laughs> well, If we could peel we them away from, from the, the Weather night. Channel, I'm sure it'll work on it. Oof. Tough
0: ass. I don't want not have that for tomorrow, but but I will get that at some point. We don't have to use that as today's outro. No. I wonder why I didn't hear the song.
3: Yeah, it was weird. Andrew, Andrew, we, we hear it.
0: Right? Everyone heard about you. Yeah. I don't know. That's,
1: That's slightly odd. So that wait, so this is gonna be our
0: new outro song now?
2: Yes. All right. Eventually, All right. it will be the outro song. Oh, when
0: we okay, when we re-record. So, so do I? Should I try for a different intro song? Think of something shorter. Or no,
2: like, you know no. what? On second thought, yeah, that was good. One, one of the kids is in high school. The other one's a freshman in college. Fuck them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the fuck that do they know? That wasn't um, me. That was Steve. the fuck do they know? I'm not going after those kids.
1: Fuck that. When we last left you, are our dedicated audience. Um, all of our teams have pretty much made all the moves, right? Except for the fucking Islanders.
2: Except for the Islanders who waited until today conveniently.
1: Conveniently. conveniently. Waited, waited until today to announce internal signings. So these were all guys that they resigned that were on the team last, last year. So now we can kind of take a look at, at the offseason moves by, by our teams. And, and kind of is your team better or worse? than they were last year after the moves that they made and taking into consideration the growth of the youth uh, and all that. Uh, Cause I have to, and I think Steve has to. So with all the, and by the way, if, and nobody saw this yet, uh, Jack Johnson uh, signed a professional tryout with the Colorado avalanche. So the Colorado avalanche will not win the cup this year.
2: I heard they were really impressed with his work ethic. <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> They, you, you need guys in the locker. Yeah, you need room guys who, in the locker
1: room that have work who, ethic. Who do that? They, you know, you you see a guy in the weight room, and man, that work ethic of that guy, holy hell! So, good, good luck we're with that. With, Avalanche. are start with you. We're going to start with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Are the Penguins better or worse?
0: Go. Worse. So who's next? No, oh, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, They've, they've done literally fucking nothing at all. I mean, uh, yeah, well, they're, they're within like a dollar 35 of the fucking cap at this point. Uh, so whatever they did, losing two salaries and, and adding no names, uh, put them right up on the cap again. So I, I really don't know, uh, what the point was here. They, they literally have not signed another NHL defenseman after, um, after losing um what's his damn name uh cody Cece, uh in free agency uh so it does really look like they are going with either chad ruiedel or mark friedman as the sixth defenseman uh that's definitely uh a, a bit of a downgrade uh, i mean i like ruiedel but he's always been that uh, safety net seventh defenseman for the last several years and and uh yeah thinking of him as like a a primary uh Guy back there, even on a third pairing, it does not make me feel real good about that. And then, of course, you know, losing um, uh, Tanev and uh, and and uh, I'm starting to forget these fucking guys. Jared McCann um, uh, to uh, the Kraken, uh, Edwards, and one through the Maple Leafs, of course, uh, and and bringing in Brock McGinn and and Denton Heinen. You know, that that's definitely not an upgrade. Uh, they they. I, I'm open-minded. They could be nice players, but, but they're, I, they're not going to be the kind of impact guys that uh, Taniv and uh, McGinn were, I, I or at least I wouldn't expect McCann, McCann, McGinn, my God. Uh, I think they, I think they literally got McGinn to try to get people to forget that they lost a guy named McCann.
1: Maybe if you stop so. focusing on the weather channel and focus on the podcast and what we're doing, you'd remember this. preseason
0: for everybody, buddy. It's, it's preseason for everybody. It's been weeks. I've done so much. On you know what he
2: needs in the room? He needs somebody like Jack Johnson working out on the other side of the room to, to motivate him. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you bet.
2: Yeah.
0: The singer work. is Jack Johnson, the singer, or Jack yeah, Johnson no, the, the singer. One. Yeah. Oh, good.
1: Okay. You forgot to write that in the agenda.
0: God damn it. Yeah. The uh. So yeah. Our oh, sum summer up. vacations. You know, the Penguins aren't going to fall off the, the charts or anything just based on those, those guys going out, but, but they certainly didn't make themselves better. There's, there's no chance that they did.
1: No, you, you got to think losing, losing those guys, especially Tanev. I, I, like, I was a big fan of Tanev last year. Um, I didn't really know him before last year, but I saw the type of game that he played, and he was exactly what the Penguins needed on their third line. Uh, he was a high energy guy, a pain in the ass guy, it's the guy you need on your team and to let him go for nothing it's just uh, i i i don't don't know i don't know but you know what they got Redeem Zahorna. anything's possible (laughs) next year
0: anything is possible next year especially if there's something on a high shelf that they need to reach he's gonna be their guy (laughs) that tall six seven that's a big guy He's he's tall he's tall for forward Keep, seen Keep seeing him playing forward, going. Why the hell aren't you playing defense? He could be Archara.
1: Yeah, typically guys that were that tall typically play defense. You're right. Yeah. Holy hell. Uh, he's the next Eric Lindros. <laughs> <laughs> oh God.
0: Oh, wow. Watch out, it's Scott Stevens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, I'm with you though. I don't. I don't. I don't see the Penguins as improved. Um, if if anything, at best they're going to be right where they were last year. Plateau wise. Yeah, it's, it's not like there's
0: happen, young guys that are coming world. up and about to make big noise. You know, it's not like they're developing some some talent that's that's about to be an impact. I mean, you know, uh, maybe maybe uh, Pierre, uh, Pierre Joseph, you know, uh, maybe maybe he gets a little more time uh, on the D with uh, the departure of CeCe, but I just don't see uh, big strides in any of the younger guys there. They kind of know what they've got there. Is
1: this a last for Rob? For Crosby and company and, and Malkin and those guys that
0: this is the last hurrah well it's going to be interesting to see where they go with with Malkin especially because Malcolm will be going into free agency after next season yeah. um, they've got Crosby and, and Latang for a bit longer I believe but uh that's going to be a big decision and and with as tight as the cap is yeah I, I, I kind of don't see him coming back unless he wants to come back at a at a, at a, at a you know bit of a salary decrease. Um, yeah, then I, then I wouldn't see that working out past this season.
1: Next off season for the Penguins is going to be very, very interesting with Latang's contract coming off. Now can even Brian Russ coming up, but I think he's somebody that you want to bring back and Jeff Carter. So you can have some, you got definitely have some cap space next year um, to, to fill some roles and uh, maybe not have to pay now can nine and a half million dollars per year. That would be uh, do wonders for your team for sure. But again, if nothing else, and they plateau, they're still going to make the playoffs. So, I think they are going to have to do something at the trade deadline and if, and if they they falter and they uh and they perform worse than they did last year, maybe you get something for Malkin, maybe you get something for Latang and those guys would be great assets for teams
0: that uh, yeah, at the trade deadline. It's funny too cuz like like they so they were a first place team last season, but it, the 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 margin uh you know, in that division is is so small that it's not like they were you know uh miles ahead of like the fourth place islanders uh, and if any of those other teams and well the divisions are changing uh what they're what they're made of uh based on what what it was last year too um they don't have a lot of margin so so even though they were in first place you could easily see things going sideways um with this team with a a veteran team like this and and we'll see where they're at when the the oh, I agree
1: we're going to get into uh, a lot of that the preseason stuff and and you know you know um, predictions and everything going on for the for the season and this season is going to be a little bit different than we saw last season for sure we're going to get back to a little bit of normalcy which is really really good um Steve Devils I better
2: worse substantially better you I would have to better. say yeah the the whole Crawford situation last year is gone. Now we've got Bernier. He says he's definitely coming to camp. He's definitely going to play for the team. So right there, you have step that in, in the right direction. You have that in writing. <laughs> he said it. He said it. Um, Hamilton, Dougie, Hamilton signed. You know, when you land the prize free agent, your team is going to be better. So him, Graves, Not Siegenthaler. Time. Not every time. <laughs> well, should be. Um, Apparently, the Devils have not had a defenseman who's received at least one vote for the Norris Trophy since Brian Rafalski. Mm. So that's at least... I I want to say it was like 2008 or 2009. There you go. So... You know, Hamilton finished fifth last year. So even if he finishes fifth again, that streak will be broken next year. Um, again, Hamilton, Graves, Siegenthaler, the the defense has been completely turned over, uh, added a lot of size. Smith and Hughes taking another step forward this season, hopefully. Contract years for Wood, brat Zaka, and PK Subban. Subban, you know, if he plays as – he didn't play bad last year. If he plays as well as he played last year, come deadline, someone's going to want him.
1: I agree. I didn't think he played bad last year at all either.
2: Right. No so, come deadline, we're going to be able to flip him probably for something else. If he likes it in New Jersey, maybe he comes back in the offseason as, you know, a third pairing guy because, you know, we still got a year or two until we, could, we would expect to see Walsh and Ball uh, as regulars in the lineup um another positive another positive at the time though huh i don't know 33 at the time but again if he signs for if he signs for less less.
1: yeah but i think someone was uh, well that's and and then we
2: say hey best of luck to you best of luck you you can't
1: bring him back at five million dollars
2: um yeah this is the first camp in a few years where they're not going to have any holdouts going into camp everybody is signed and we'll be there on day one and it's going, to be, uh, it's going to be nice to have a full training camp with some preseason games so we can get to see uh, some of the younger guys like Holtz, Foote, Mercer, Ball, Walsh, and uh, Graham Clark in some larger, you know, play some more minutes against NHL competition. So I definitely think the team is, is better than last year by a significant margin. Those
1: Preseason games, man, they're going to be vital. They're important. They're very important.
2: The fact that we didn't have them oh, last that, year yeah, was that, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and I think I'm on record as saying that. Yeah, you
1: fucking liars. Both of you are liars. Your <laughs> pants are on fire.
2: How is about
1: that? That's it's not your loins, Billy. It's your lies. Your lies. Um, Nick, I think the Islanders are probably the more interesting team out of all of them. Um, oh screw you the penguins are (laughs) so interesting yeah are they (laughs) sorry bill um for as much as i hate the Islanders, um i i think their offseason has been the most interesting out of out of any of our teams um better or worse
3: i would say we're right about the same i don't know if we're we're better on paper um the Whole thing we need to do is Lou had to do a lot. So Lou's made two years in a row best year in the league, which we've talked about. I thought we last to, year was we
1: have to call him that when we say his name, as goalie yeah,
3: goalie yeah, that's his full new,
2: name now. Yes, that's his new full name.
3: Well, it's to get last hard. year, <laughs> last year, I didn't really feel like it was really warranted, but this year, but this season he's. He's done a lot. I think you have to say it and, like
2: this, too. Yeah. Lou Lamarillo, two-time, two-time, two-time NHL trying. GM of the year. I, I am well, he, with that. Not he not really likes
3: that award. He, he's trying to go for it for three years of running. He wants, he, it, he wants he to name magic. it the
2: Lou Lamarillo
3: award. That's what he's trying to do. I mean, if we win the cup, he's getting it. Uh, I don't see how he wouldn't is that
1: named after a GM who like, died or something?
3: That guy's gonna be forgotten. It's
0: gonna
2: be a little so. Oh my
0: god! Was was it Jim Rutherford? Wow! It was not
2: Jim Rutherford. No. I mean, apparently we've already forgotten about him, so we weren't <laughs> that far <laughs> off.
3: Oh shit! Yeah. So um, anyway, the big the big, yeah, the big news today was we finally announced some signings. Um, uh, most of the guys that we kind of knew were already gonna be signed. Um, before this, we'd signed uh, we we signed uh, Adam Pellick to a a deal I was, I felt pretty, pretty good about. Um, you know, it's about what six years, 5.75 million a year, which I was hoping to be under six with all these guys signing for such crazy numbers. Um, it was one of those things where it was like, I really hope that he doesn't sign for, you know, see all these guys sign, see a Dougie Hamilton, see, you know, all the guys that uh, had signed previously. I'm not remembering your name right now because it's been three weeks. I'm, still forgetting everyone that's been in the league at this point. But nevertheless, um, that was a big move, uh, as well as getting rid of uh, Jordan Eberle, um and finding a, 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 a team to take on uh, Andrew Ladd's contract uh, in Detroit. So those are all things that led to this kind of moment to get to a point where we could make some of these re-signings. So today they announced C.C. Uh, a uh, six years, 2.5 million which we talked about a few times was you got, I think Tom thought, you know, over three, you were thinking he might sign. Yeah. I, I was pretty sure he, we couldn't sign him for anything like that. He had a sign under 2.5 five. Two 2.5 is what I was hoping. And six years is going to be rough at the end, but I think the way he, his game plays and the way that he is, I, I don't think they are too concerned with him falling off too much. Maybe the last year or two, but at that point, two point five is not a killer color contract no, but by even, any means. Even that, the cap hit's not that drastic. That yeah, trade him to somebody. who
1: turns into Brian Boyle yeah. on somebody's other team.
3: Yeah, so it's it's not a big deal. I'm I'm happy with it because it keeps the fourth line together. Casey went on record today, say so he would. He's gonna. He wants. He's like basically. I'm gonna die an Islander. I like, guess literally what he said to uh, be. You know, and he's basically
2: <laughs> have him, have him drive on those roads next so, to Nick, and he might die in a yeah, car accident. seriously,
3: he might not. Got Michael
0: Pecker driving him. him? Holy <laughs> <wow>.
3: <laughs> so he, uh, yeah, he said, that was a sign I liked. Um, uh, we'll see. Hopefully, it doesn't. Hopefully, it doesn't fall off too much in the last two years of his deal. Um, he's thirty. Uh, right, he's thirty. He's thirty like, now. He's, yeah, he's 30, thirty this year. So he'll be thirty-six by the end of that that, that deal. If he can stay on his game by that by that time would be great. I mean
2: in six years two point five million against the cap might look like pennies too.
3: It, that's exactly right. Um the next one was Palmeri. Palmieri is four uh, four million or four years five million um which I have no issues with at all. I, I really like the deal. I've seen some people complaining about his not is the number of years in the deal and like com- I'm not understanding why we get rid of Eberly, but keep him, and I, I find it funny because I'm like, he plays the like he fits the team so much better than Eberly, and I, it didn't. I didn't like the. I I, I liked the idea of, of trading for him, and and Zay Jack at the end of the year, but I really wasn't thrilled for a bit until the playoffs when he really
2: when caught he on, on, yeah,
3: and the, he gelled with the team because then you could see it. He's a much grittier player, um, than than Eberly. And uh, everybody's good in the boards and gets the the puck and everything. But, but man, like, you know, he's not the pest that, that Palmieri is. And, you know, he may not score the pretty goals every time, all the time, but he's always there. And I thought he looked really good with um, uh, on the third line with uh, um, uh, Paggio, but uh, he could play on the first line this year with, with Lee and, Barzal, and I think they're definitely going to start him there and see how that looks. They they gotta, you know, they've been we were taught. Everyone's been talking about it from the Islander side, from fans' perspective. For when they signed him, or when they traded for him, I should say, Um, why not put him on the first line with uh, with Barzal and you know um, instead of instead of uh, Komarov? But obviously, that you know didn't quite progress. But now that Eberly's not there, I think he fits better next to. But back next to Barzal. So we'll see how that goes. I like the deal. Um, He's going to be – what's he going to be? He's He's 30 30 He's 30 also. He'll be 34. He'll be 30 – yeah, 34 in his three lines. I'm totally fine with this. My whole problem I had with the Everly deal was that it was six mil for a guy that when he disappears, when he's invisible – in stretches of the game, which everyone, you know, unless you're a superstar, everyone kind of goes through these phases. But when he's invisible, like, he's not there. He's not present. He's the first guy. He's a first-line guy. Like, it was killing me when he just wouldn't seem to be there. And, like, it sucks. Whereas Palmieri, um, you know, he's not – I don't see him – if he can, can play like he did in the playoffs, he's going to be effective even when he's not scoring, yeah. which is really important in this team, and they have to have that. So I like that. That that it's a big deal. Um, uh, bringing back Bovillier for three more years at 4.15. Um, I like the deal. It's short term. We buy some UFA time. Um, he's a guy that they always comes up in trade to, in trade talks, but he's like one of the few uh, young wingers we have on this team. Uh, him and Barzala, the only two guys um on the roster officially outside of um Wellstrom, that are under 25. They're all every every forward on the team is basically 27, 28, and a lot of them are in the 30s. So we're an old team. Um Baville and Brazil are very important to that first pers- you know perspective of keeping that, you know, as these other guys start to fall off, you know, and start to get, you know, we don't sign them again or they get traded, they traded them. Um those guys are going to be guys that are here on the team for the next, you know, six, seven years. So it was important to sign him. Uh, I'm glad that they did. I'm glad they didn't trade him. I like his game a lot. So that's really, really good to me to see that him keep him for that deal. And then lastly, uh, they signed Sorokin for another three years at $4 million, which I get, but it's going to be, I think, Varlamov's uh, got two more years of $5 mil. I love Varlov. I, th- I know that the, as a goalie, he was awesome for us. I know that the, he's well-loved in the locker room, so I think they're probably not going to make a move there. But I don't think he gets re-signed after this deal unless he comes back for a discount because you're putting $4 million in for per year for a backup 1A, 1B situation. Um, you know, $9 over- million
1: tied up in your goaltending.
3: Exactly. No, that's not terrible. A lot of teams have a, have a typically a $5, $6, $7 million goalie. It's that one guy making the balance of that, not kind of split like, like you
1: guys are, right? So but it's usually, usually high end guy right? making 8 or $9 million, a well, year, the other guy making the league minimum. Yeah, something
3: yeah. Like so now we're, we're going to be – it gives us balance, but it also is going to be over time. It's going to become more and more apparent that they're going to have to do something. And obviously we know that Sorokin is going to become the guy over time um he's you know seven years younger he's he's the guy so that those moves were big the biggest move obviously that um oh I didn't even, yeah the biggest move we, we get out of all of this is that we just get in Anders Lee back which is the boon and that may be the thing that pushes us over the, the point of you know just being level it may be maybe that makes us better because we didn't have Anders for the the playoffs having him back with um with everly uh not really, uh with uh Oh, names retard. Well, with Palmieri. And then, um, you know, that might be enough. That might be enough to get us to a point where those guys, Oliver Wahlstrom playing to be a better game this year all around. He looked a lot better last year. You Noah know, Dobson playing better. Um, those things are looking good. But we did lose Nick Letty uh, on the left D. So there, that's a big chunk that did leave of, of time on the defensive side. And they haven't made a move yet to – Sure that up. So if there's any weakness in the team at the moment, that's really the only spot is defensive depth and a, basically a, a top four defenseman on the left side um, that they need to fill in. So um, I think overall, pretty much a kept the team even when you're a team that's basically been two years in a row in the Eastern Conference Finals, one two games away, two wins away and one win away from moving to the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, you got to stay at least even, and we did. I think that's right where we are, and we might be a little better next year if um, Luke can make one more move out, you know, pull him more out of his hat. So we'll see.
2: Parise is still out there, too, for you guys, right? He's still rumored.
3: Parise has not signed yet. Um, he is supposedly signed just in, in, um, in agreement, verbal agreement. They haven't uh, filed the paperwork yet, which is why – he hasn't signed yet. He's clearly signed, though. He's ta- apparently he talked yeah, to some I mean, guys, and you know he'll be the he'll be the twelfth the twelfth def- uh, forward. So I think I think what's going to end up happening is they're either going to have to figure out um, looking at the forwards. Uh, if you look at all the guys right now, they have they'll put them at twenty four contracts. Uh, they're at twenty three right now, so they have to move somebody. There's yeah. um, now I don't see Richard Panic really staying on the team. He's the guy that we traded for. In the, um, the Letty deal in, from Detroit, along with um, you know there uh, was the second rounder we, we picked up from them. I remember correctly? I can't remember the trade exactly. Anyway, um, but that's the the. I think Panic's a guy that could be, get moved. He only makes one point three seven five for the next two years, and and if they don't seemingly want to keep him, then he's the guy that moves or. More importantly, maybe they move Comerau finally. Maybe he's the guy that they finally ditch because he's a uh, three million a year, but only one year. leaving for a year left on this deal. But um, they got to if they're going to sign Parise, they're going to have to move the guy somewhere.
2: Okay,
3: Lee, Lee, I think you're right. Lee is your X factor. Lee balances the team out because if
1: you didn't have him coming back, um, you, you <clears throat> definitely, you definitely got worse this off season. But I think you think you're right. I think you're 100 right that he balances that scale and makes them kind of about the same where they were last year.
3: Yeah, and then the, a thing we had to watch is Andy Green's 38th this year. He's played two great seasons for us. I mean, I, I was shocked at how solid he was um, the last in the last year, and he, hadn't, he really didn't fall off. Um, but that's another thing he, to watch.
2: He eats minutes, and he, you know, knock on wood, he's in the lineup every game.
3: It's unreal. Like, I, that was the thing I was so nervous
2: about last year. We, and he's not – like, guys. it's funny because he's not a big guy. No,
3: no. By, by any, any stretch team. of the
2: imagination.
3: We have a couple of players that could slot in, but that's downgrades from where Letty was last year, I think. And Sebastian Ajo, um, he's, he's a guy that's going to fill in, but I don't think they'd look at him as a guy that's going to be a regular. Um, and so that means they really need to pick up somebody. Um, we'll see.
1: Where be are you, Tom? It's going to be interesting to see the tail end of the season and see how players react, having playing 80, hopefully, playing 82 games this year uh, and, and how the playoffs go and see how tired these guys get at the end of the year when they're not, your bodies are just getting back into the swing of things for sure. Uh, but the Rangers, I mean, look, <laughs> it, this offseason, well documented that it was all about getting tougher. And I, I think that mission was hugely accomplished um, by bringing in those tough guys. Um, we talked about it in our in our previous season preview last year about how offensive they were and, and how they had a lot of offensive talent and how you round out the team is by utilizing some of those assets in order to get those tougher physical guys. Well, they didn't have to really give up those assets in order to get in order to get those you know, tougher guys and the tougher guys are easier to get. Um, I think the Rangers, I don't know if they're going to be better or worse, but I can tell you that they're more balanced. And I don't know if that I don't know if that's a cop out answer or the cheap answer, but they're certainly going to be a little bit more balanced than they were last year for sure. And they'll have more Pop guys out. on that bottom on that bottom six. What'd you say, Steve?
2: Cop out? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe maybe it is. Uh,
1: but if if you were if gun to my head, I would say that they're better just because they are more balanced. So it, it's going to be very interesting to see what players out of those bottom six integrate into the top and and how many of those top guys integrate into the bottom and and how this whole lineup balances out with with the youth that they have and some of the veterans that they have are going to have in their lineup and who's going to be that that sixth pair now you're
2: saying now what you're saying is it's like now just put everything in the blender
1: and see how it
2: shakes out you know what lines shake out with these new guys right yeah
1: i don't even think cilantro Knows and you know, Gallant. I'm, I'm going to go through the Gallant interview. Um, I might as well do that. You know, now they the, the post had an interview with Gallant. Um, and he said some really, really interesting things, right? Uh, he he embraces the the physical players, uh, to round out the roster. He singled out Goudreau, Ryan Reyes, obviously, but to as well. And that was a very interesting one to me because I i pegged to as either being the seventh D or just in, in Hartford next year. So Tenorti, he likes his size, he likes his physicalness, um, but that's I thought that's why we got uh, Patrick Nemeth. I thought he he did that as well. So maybe they're they're very similar guys, but he really he single he made sure he singled out Tenorti, which makes me think that he's got the seventh D spot locked up going into camp. Um, he dug them a hardworking team, and he and he calls the uh, those those tough guys an upgrade. Uh, to the Rangers lineup. He didn't have any phone conversations with any of the guys. Do, do you guys remember any of your new, when your new, when your new coaches came in, did you hear that he called them or, or anything else like that? Because Gallant didn't, and he wants to wait to make that first impression on a face-to-face, which I kind of like. Um, he called one guy and that was Adam Fox to congratulate him for the Norbs, which was, I thought was a class.
2: We have the, the Devils have a lot of guys that stay local in the off season. So when they introduce a new coach, those guys wind up showing up at the presser where they do the introduction. So mm-hmm. I'm sure they have face to face time at that point.
1: Yeah, but I think that press this, month, this year press conference is a front. So I, I would I would assume that if it wasn't a normal year, there would have been more guys there and not done over Zoom, you know. Bill, you were gonna say something.
0: No, it does. It does seem like a missed opportunity to. Uh, I don't know what you would be waiting around for. I mean, uh, I would want to touch base with with guys and and talk about what you envision their their roles to be. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the what the benefit would be to to wait for you know meeting up at training camp and being face to face to just start laying that foundation. That that's a little bit odd to me. You know,
2: that, that that's a really unless he wants to be that that you know, mean coach. And, and if that's the case, he doesn't want to build that relationship. He would rather the assistant coaches have the relate that relationship with the players. And he is just the team leader. He's, he's typically that uh,
1: uh, from what I'm hearing he's a, he's a player's coach. He, you know, he's very,
2: that's what I had thought, but, but, you know, maybe he's trying a different approach.
1: Yeah. He says he's been hard at work, getting his system tape set up and to give these guys, uh, um, you know, in, get these guys ready for, for camp. Um, he said don't expect big changes uh, it's all about execution playing the right way work ethic I think those are the right things those are I think those are in coach school those are the standard those are the standard things you say right um, uh, he's been tinkering with line combos um, thinks a lot of, uh, of the left wingers and, and how we have a lot of left wingers with, uh, with Panarin and Aaron and Crider and Lafreniere you can like we said last year you can see one of those guys moving to the right hand side um, I think this is, it happens actually this year, uh, but, 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 he likes to balance in his lineup. He likes his top two lines to be offensive, but he does want everybody to play a, a two-way game. You know, again, that goes from the, the coach's book, uh, specifically talking about Goudreau can play, uh, both wing and center. He's going to play a big role in this team. Uh, and he's also going to be part of the leadership group. Now, Goudreau, I have I don't know if I've gone on record. If I, if I haven't, I'm going to go on record. Now, if, if and Panarin are still intact at the beginning of next season, I think Goudreau's is right wing Um, just because they have shown and proved over and over again that they can't play with another offensive guy, but if they had that guy that can go into the corners and be a pest and, and, and be in front of the net, that's what those two guys need in order to work their offensive stuff. So I can see Goudreau being a right wing or some other of the, of the guys. Maybe it's Sammy Blaze. Um, maybe it's Drayden Hunt. I mean, I don't know any one of these. I don't think Drayden Hunt's actually going to be on the team next year, though. Um, but it could be any one of those guys to balance it out. I hope I'm wrong. And I hope it's a guy like Kratsov who's just going to step in and, and take over that right wing position on, on the line with Panarin and Strong. Um, by the last two exhibition games, uh, he wants the system in place, and players should know exactly how they want them to play and how they and how they're gonna play. When you don't have to think, you play faster. That he was quoted in saying that, and I agree with that a lot. When you when you can just move and react, you play a lot more confident and you play a lot faster for sure. Uh, he's a demanding coach, but he also is going to give a lot of leeway to players and give 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 players second and third chances. Look, like, I like that too, but. If a guy screws up twice, I don't know. You're going to put him out there that third time so he can screw up the third time? I don't
2: know. But
1: well, well, wait. I,
2: what, what did you just say? You just said give him three or four chances.
1: Well, I said two or three chances.
2: Did I say three or four?
1: I meant I, two or three. Okay. My brain was, 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 was talking faster than
3: my mouth could move. Do you think they could put, they could put potentially Reeves with uh, Stroma Panera? Oh, I wouldn't.
1: I mean, I after mean, the
3: capitals, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we'll uh, i or, or if you if you're playing like the islanders um but i i really don't see reeves playing in the line with those guys i re, i really really can't i really can't it's going to be very interesting to see the line combos period because i've heard so many different things going on with you know panarin moving with with zabanejad and how their centers are going to wind up it's It'd be very interesting to see what happens in the, in the preseason games and the exhibition games, which happened later this month.
2: I can't, I can't wait. God damn it.
1: And I'm ready for hockey to
2: start again. You don't think Panarin can play. I mean, uh, Kreider could play right wing. I think he's going to. Don't you think he would be good on that line? Uh, I do. I do. I do a lot. And I think he always has amazed me with his work on the crease it, and he it, is they, definitely a mucker.
1: Look, if yeah. your first line is Strom, Panarin, and Kreider, and your second line is Zibanejad with uh, Kako and Lafreniere, okay, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. I'm really really happy with that because it falls in line with what Gallant was talking about. First two lines very offensive, yeah, and then the second two lines are you know your
2: and I I athletes. think Kreider you know crider has got a it plays a very good defensive game as well. No, I
1: I do look you. Yeah, I agree with everything that you're saying. But also, how good would Crider look with with Goudreau too, on having that have the speed of that check-in line would be freaking amazing. I would
2: still rather see Crider out there for 18 minutes.
1: Look, again, don't disagree with you. It's going to be very fascinating how it how it turns out, but we have uh, what, three weeks to talk about that?
2: <laughs> Great. And,
1: uh, I don't want to blow our load in the first week. Good job. Well,
0: I do want to blow my load in the first I just I just hope you two can come to an agreement at some point because all this back and forth. Yes, in, it's very it's
2: very taxing this conversation where no <laughs> one agrees. Uh, okay,
0: I
1: I didn't lose anybody um, that's really going to hurt off of their roster, um, and they also didn't really gain anybody who's going to really improve. I know I don't know. I, I, there's nobody out here. I'm just hoping the kids step up and have a better year than they have last year and they all meet expectations. That's it.
2: As long gonna... as Kratsov plays to his potential, yes, you didn't lose anybody. Right?
1: Why does Kratzov?
2: Didn't he wasn't he supposed to come in to replace the guy you traded to St. Louis? He, he was he was <laughs> in in my opinion. He was a direct replacement for Bucinavich, Yes. Right. So as but long as he plays he's also brand new into as long as he plays somewhat to, to buchnevich's level, yes, you're you you've yeah. replaced apples with apples and and you haven't skipped a beat.
1: I, I, I agree. I'm I'm happy to see that the Eichel conversations have tailed off. Because at this point he's, he's gonna miss yeah, one. Yeah, wait, he's, he's, he's gonna, gonna start going picking
2: anywhere. up again. No, he's gonna stay
1: in,
0: he's gonna be in Buffalo this year. I think it's going the end of his contract at this point.
3: Well, Has he even gotten I, surgery.
0: No, I the, heard he, he was.
2: He, I heard he was jealous of uh, the deal Sizika signed, and he wants to die uh, a saber.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, he switched agents. They were supposed to have <laughs> a, they were supposed to have a conversation with the NHLPA about uh, about his surgery, and I haven't really heard anything. Nobody's seen anything. So. Who knows? Who knows what's going on with him? Everything is just purely speculation right now. So, so.
2: Yeah, you never know what side is, is when there's a, a leak of information, you never know what side that leak is coming from. Is it coming from Buffalo to damage his case? Is it coming from his agent to try and up his trade value? You know, up is the likelihood of a trade. Is it coming from Buffalo to try and pump up his trade value? Is it coming from the other side to decrease his trade value?
1: Did you guys see that the uh, that Rangers podcast put that billboard in Buffalo over by the arena? <laughs>
2: yes, we did. That was very good. Fucking hilarious.
1: <laughs> our, our trade request, a pain in the neck or something like Oh, my God. It was fucking hilarious.
2: I uh, I had heard from our marketing department that we were going to do something like that, but it was just going to be posters taped up into storefronts because that's oh. all we can afford. We can't well, afford po- Posters or post-its? Post-its oh good i yeah. i got some just can use. stick it yeah. right on the uh, no, That that
1: that would be that would be great that would be wonderful but uh, then
2: they came but they came along then with the billboard idea and, and we decided no not we're not going to do that
1: yeah that was far no that idea was far better I, I, they still have billboards out there do they work digital
2: yeah i guess Yeah. god bless god bless And now it's time for trivia with Bill. Yeah.
0: that I appreciate that that Nick also lip synced uh, along with you there, Steve. That was really that was really cool. Uh, yeah, well, with that overwhelming uh, intro, uh, I guess we can look forward to turning a page in, in in season two of our podcast. Really make this such an exciting segment. All right. So I got it. Can you find the card? I didn't find the card. I I put the card in my pocket and somehow, I don't know if I got a hole in my pocket or what, but I remember the question. It's fine.
2: Just disintegrated. I don't don't need the card. It just disintegrated in his pocket when he sat down. Apparently. It's It's dust now.
0: So the trivia question is which number has been retired the most in the NHL? Now we're. Not not Gretzky, which has been retired by every team that, that that's which is stupid anyway. Uh, as much as I love the great one, it's just stupid retiring 99 for every team. That's a conversation for another time. But which number besides 99 has been retired by more teams in the NHL than any other? Number?
2: Are we are we going with silly answers first or serious answers first?
0: I, I can't tell you how to answer. Uh,
2: number 47
0: 69. 59, no. It's- I take this.
3: Sorry. No. Did by the way. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, <dude. laughs> all
2: right dude. Uh, all right. Number nine.
1: That's that was I was gonna guess number nine.
0: There it is, number nine. Yeah. Getting wow. yes. retired. Gordy. 13 times by 12 teams.
2: Mm. fucking New York Rangers fuck everything up all the time fucking New York Rangers fuck it's everything New York Rangers, up. every
0: number the, the New York Rangers retire they retire twice somehow
2: yeah we're going to retire 11, this nine. number but uh, Adam why don't you wear it for a couple of years too
0: oh well, that's that's not how it
1: worked by the way that's how it um, speaking of, of Jersey retirements Rick Lundquist is going to get his his night in New York and get his number retired. 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 Jesus Christ. I still can't say retired uh, by the New York Rangers this 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 coming season. Thank you, congratulations. We twaya, oh my god, it sounds like that. Yes. That congratulations,
2: Hank. Uh, stellar career. You'll you'll forever be known as being a Washington Capitals legend. He, he
0: never even played for the Capitals. Like I, I
2: saw a picture of him in a warm-up suit, so that counts for me. You mean Marty Brodor, the St. Louis, Louis Blues legend? The St. Louis Blues legend, legend yes. Yes, yeah, I got you. Mm. And, and Mark Savard, the New Jersey Devils legend. I tweeted that. He, he tweeted something once, and I said, oh, it's Mark Savard, the New Jersey Devil legend. And he liked my tweet. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Wow. You're welcome. <laughs> and now it's time for impressions with Nick. Fucking great.
3: All right. All right. boys. I got a game for you today.
0: Ooh. Oh no! I'm gonna lose so bad. Be,
3: <laughs> do so who said it? NHL player or pro athlete? Oh, okay. So, right. well, so NHL players are pro athletes.
2: NHL you? athlete or the rest of the field?
3: Yeah, rest of the field. So you get a point if you get the right. It's fifty-fifty, NHL or not, right? Uh, but if you can hold on me, a second.
2: Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, 50-50. I got that correct. You're <laughs> correct. Yeah, that's
3: right. If you can tell me who said it, you get a bonus point. Ooh. Or if you can guess, yeah, yeah. We'll just go with that. That's okay. that's I think the easiest way to do it. Like do we win a fucking hat? Uh I don't know. Well trade considerations, right? <laughs> future
2: considerations?
3: Oh no. Considerations. It can't be a trade if I'm not trading something, apparently. So you know, we'll make it a future consideration. All right. There you go, Steven. All right. Uh, obviously, this is gonna be in my own impressions. Uh, you know, terrible uh, Russian and Canadian and, and and whatever. I'm just gonna make up horrible um, voice can, voices to make this work, because uh, otherwise it'll be too easy if I just do my own voice, probably for some of them. All right. <clears throat> of course, there's only there's gonna be ten of these, so uh, I'm, I'm gonna take score. You know, you guys don't have to do anything. Just uh, do your best. All right. Number one, I, uh, I owe a lot of a lot to my parents, especially my mother and father. Fucking said sports athlete everywhere ever. Oh, French. Uh, Steve's got his answer in.
0: Do we have to have something to write down?
1: I'm gonna say I, just, I'm just as just a regular athlete, right?
2: NHL or non-NHL. Yeah, all
1: right. No NHL, all
3: right. NHL. All
2: right I'm
3: saying NHL. Yeah, my Billy loses. All right. Can you either of you who got it right, Tom and Steve, because it's obviously Billy got that one wrong? Uh, can you guys, uh, give me the name who said that? Mike
2: Schmidt, I'm thinking it wasn't Mike
1: Schmidt. And fuck the Flyers, by the way.
0: Yeah, fuck what the Flyers.
1: Ah, uh, Christ! No, I can't. I'm I'm drawing a just oh. an absolute fucking blank that I can't name a non-NHL athlete right now.
0: Well, it was a Frenchman like though. Any so fucking non-NHL any
1: athlete. I'm gonna say it was fucking. Uh, oh my God! Why can't I think? Of Don Mattingly it was Don Mattingly, wasn't it?
3: Damn. Greg Dorman
2: uh Norman,
3: um, the shark but that was not an australian
2: accent. no well he's saying he wasn't That's he said point. he wasn't going to do the accent because he didn't want to give it away
3: you can't be somebody yeah you can't get can't do the actual accent,
2: follow along so. bill this is why you lose
3: <laughs> all right number two. what he does uh, best is it makes you uh look bad All right, Steve's answer's in.
0: NHL. Okay.
3: On NHL. All right, Tom's wrong. Bill gets one, Steve gets two. All right, uh, you can try and make a uh, guess. It. You guys, Steve and Bill, if you want to try and guess who made who made this uh, comment.
0: Steve Eiserman, Sergei Fedorov.
3: Martel Dion. Rich, Richard Brodor.
1: Oh. Uh is it about his sister-in-law fucker son.
3: Mm. Okay, number 3. Violence is never the answer. But sometimes it is.
0: NHL.
2: NHL. Oh, you're all wrong. <laughs> it, it, it almost seemed too easy.
3: Right, it's that's why I like that quote. It was great. I was like, "Oh, they're gonna get this one wrong."
2: <laughs> Is it, it? Was that an NFL coach?
3: That was uh, Matt Barnes from the NBA?
2: Ah, who cares? Yeah. yeah,
0: I never heard of Matt Barnes.
3: Okay, number four. I don't say I, uh, I, I don't get along with my teammates. I, I just, I just don't get along with some of the guys on the team. NHL. NHL. Steve gets it all right. Fuck. Steve, you got a chance to guess who that one was.
2: Dennis Rodman? Terrell Owens.
3: Ah.
2: Uh, oh. All right. How many are there? Uh, Terrell oh, Owens yeah. was not Ocho Cinco. What?
3: He wasn't. Oh no. They played on the same he, team at one point. Did he want. Oh, <laughs> the well, same to ten, me. ten questions. Ten questions. All right. Uh, all right. Number five. Uh, I, I know my players don't like my practices, but that's okay because I, I don't like their games. NHL. NHL. All right, y'all get that one right. <laughs> Millbury John Tortorella. Nope.
0: Mike Milbury.
2: <laughs> you are the you s- My God, you're the dumbest smart person I know. <laughs> Harry
3: Neal. <laughs> what is Harry Neal? I, I didn't know the name. Is of the Harry Neal? Yeah, I'm not even sure when. Did he, he he and is. you're picking
2: on my guess?
0: Like you were any fucking closer?
2: You guessed the same thing I guessed after he said no already. <laughs> it's a bonus point thing
3: anyway. It doesn't even matter. All right, number six. All uh, all pro athletes are bilingual. They speak English and profanity. NHL, not in NHL. It was wrong.
2: See you in time. Theo Fleury,
3: Ilya nope. Brusgalov, was Galov? Was Gordy Howe, man?
1: Oh, uh, ah, uh, did you? I gotta, I gotta stop listening to your crummy accent. accent.
3: yeah, yeah. The crummy accent, is really throw me off. God damn it! Yeah. fucking great! All right, number seven. You know we uh, we uh we didn't understand them we didn't underestimate them we uh they were just a lot better than we thought we, we thought they were
1: non no N H L non whatever
3: non N H L all right you guys all get that one
2: Isaiah Thomas
3: Matt Harvey Mike
0: Milbury <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was a, uh, you weren't getting out. I was a soccer, uh, yeah. uh, guy. These, Pele. What I'm
2: talking about Pele.
3: Bobby Robinson. Robinson played in
2: England. Oh, what was that, oh, part? oh Bobby. Oh, oh yeah. Bo- yeah, yeah. Oh. BR, I call him Bobby Robinson. BR. <laughs> All, right.
3: All right. I believe every person is put on the earth for a reason. Mine was to sell newspapers.
0: Non-NHL.
3: Non-NHL. Wow. That was NHL.
2: Uh, I had to play for a Canadian NHL. team because they
3: don't sell newspapers. Eric Lindros. Uh, oh, gee, a... All right. Number nine. We're getting close.
2: It's incredible that that was somebody who can't read. <laughs> what's what's the, you know, number nine. What's the score?
3: Uh, all right. So currently, Steve is in the lead with six. Tom is four. Bill is three. So, Tom, you got to get the next two right. Steve's got to get the next two wrong time. All right. I asked how he he felt after turning 30. All I know is I have heartburn. I need sleep and my feet hurt. NHL. NHL. Tom's alive. Wait, a bonus? Uh, wait, a bonus Yeah.
2: Darren Turkot. Tom, um, say Mike Millberry.
0: <laughs> if it, uh, if it wasn't like, Darren Turkot, like then I'd hope it's seriously. <laughs> who the fuck would say
1: that? <laughs> um Brendan Shanahan.
3: Mark Messier. Uh, ha, ha,
2: ha, ha, I thought you'd get that one. Too, right man.
1: <laughs> I swear, I he was on. Fuck.
3: <laughs> Don't you cut, <laughs> stupid.
2: Wow. All
3: right, last question. Still for grabs, Tom. We're going to turn this team around 360 degrees.
1: None NHL. None NHL.
0: Oh shit, Tom and Bill are right. Ah,
2: he tied the guy week.
0: He... Uh, I, I, I feel like I won something too. All and right, didn't. Bill. Not in the show.
3: Yeah, but guess who it was? If you can. Um, Cuomo, Governor Cuomo.
0: <laughs> he didn't play fucking Sports. <laughs>
3: Oh, shit. Can you, can, can you repeat the quote? <laughs> We're going to turn this team around 360 degrees. I tried to remember the, <laughs> that. The they say the exact now. same
0: way as before. They <laughs> say it the same way. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, fuck uh,
3: Jason Kidd. That was, that was close.
1: All right, show is
2: pretty close to Jason Kidd. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's a tie. Good tie. Good job,
1: Good job,
3: boys. No overtime? Nope. You both get nope. no lighting round? What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't think you guys would actually tie each other this time, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, neither did I.
1: Especially after that. Neither nine.
3: did I. <laughs> <That> was clutch. <laughs> those last few were
1: clutch. Neither did I. Those last few were clutch. Well, I, listen, I was yeah. going whatever Steve said. You just John. went the
2: opposite Steve. of me. Yeah. I was going to say, it was smart. Steve's I, like I spam, like, bam, Yeah, no, bam. that was the pressure was on me and I choked. Okay. Yeah,
3: it's accurate. Steve, you should have done was waited out Tom and then do whatever he My, did. I No, mean, I sure knew was. I knew he was waiting.
2: <laughs> I knew he was waiting for me to answer first.
3: Uh, well, there you go.
1: What matters, here's Steve.
2: Thank you, Tom. Today's important matters deals with Ticketmaster and the exorbitant fees that they add on tickets. I recently searched what opening night tickets were going for the New Jersey Devils versus the Chicago Blackhawks and found a face value ticket of $286.02. That is the standard price, not the resale price. The fees for this ticket were $41.95, 15% of the ticket value. I then searched a cheaper ticket and found one face value at $37.87, and the fees were $7.33, which equates to 20% of the ticket price. These ticket fees are very ridiculous, and the NHL should look to move on from Ticketmaster and find a better ticket broker. This has been Steve reporting on your important matters in sports.
0: Yay. Was, I agree. I, I well said, said. Every time you
1: look for tickets, in you know, like 70 bucks, right? For like a, a baseball game, a preseason fucking baseball game. And you're ending up spending $120 a piece for the tickets with
2: fees and all this other yeah, shit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, fucking, it's it's absolutely absurd. They have a service fee, which is a percentage of the ticket. And then a three dollar and fifty cent processing fee. Yeah, it's it's all electronic. What do they have to process?
1: No, the, the 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 mouse has to connect the wire into the hole.
2: You think that's it? You think there's just mice on the other end with with uh, little oh. headphones on? Oh yeah, Earth, six to... seven nine, please.
1: I can train mice to do anything
3: nowadays. Same bullshit that you know, um, ISP you know, com- companies want to tell you that. Uh, you know, it, it costs us extra money for your, you know, all this internet usage you guys are using. But, you know, when everyone went home during COVID and everybody was home on the internet all the time, you know. It the, worked the, just fine. Nothing broke. Right. Everything was fine. Well, except for the wire in your backyard. That broke. <laughs>
2: that did happen. That, that did That's break. That's because
3: the guy put my fence in, uh, you know, went through. Use, that was, I think, thing.
2: user error. I, think I think. longer. <laughs> yeah
3: yeah that. this guy apparently apparently at&t decided it was a better idea to go along around my house to get to the other side of the box on the other side of the house as opposed to going underneath the uh the driveway and then just going directly to it or you know any any logical manner so they just went in the middle of my backyard so where there was no <laughs> did, line, did, no one knows did you have a, a conduit underneath your driveway to this
2: sounds, like, ever, a, it sounds like a, a bad. Sounds like a bad joke. How did AT T get to the other side of the house?
3: It, it was luckily they didn't they didn't throw it over my my roof or anything. I mean, so that was good. Uh, I was awesome. I agree with you, Tom. It's they needed they needed to have like a a like you know yeah. a, a a tube to put it through or something. But it, whatever they they put it they didn't put it along the edge of my house. They put it like it looped around like in this big circle. It did, It made no sense. So like when they came out. To like, like you know, mark down where the lines were. They had no idea it was even out there. They're like, "Why would it be the fuck Why out there?" And that's what I said. I was like, "I thought they, I thought it was like part of the sprinkler system, but Sick. no." You don't put a pool in in the middle of your
1: backyard because if you do, you're gonna have internet problems.
2: Oh, we could get great Wi-Fi out there though.
3: Yeah, It's true.
1: Fuckers. So, what what did everybody do on their uh, with their with their time off? Uh, last time last time we, we commenced was almost a month ago now. My God, yeah. Yeah. anybody do anything good? Steve, th- thanks for your that's the shot of your penis. That's that's what you did.
3: Okay. That's, that's accurate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I did. I traveled. Uh, Billy, I, oh, I traveled goodness. all the way to Tom's house. That's right. So many places in between. <laughs> That's our two space shuttles and Tom and and the Millennium Falcon.
1: This coming from a guy who thinks Star Wars is extremely childish was in his glory when we went to Star Wars land at Hollywood Studios at Disney. Loved every second of it of the entire day. I
0: had blue milk.
2: I I believe our last episode was recorded on July 27th. No, it was was August the week after.
1: It was was the week after we did one show in August. It was August 3rd.
2: So on August 4th, I had a Belveeta and Coke Zero for breakfast. Fucking Christ. I didn't want to go through the whole thing. And then I had a ham and cheese for lunch. I ran two (laughs) miles that day. Was it from Tasty? And then for dinner, I grilled up sausage on the grill. And we had sausage, peppers, and onion sandwiches. On Thursday, it was a new moon. I had a Belveda and Coke Zero for breakfast another ham and cheese for lunch, this time with chips on the side. And I was alone for dinner because Tina was down the shore, so I had a chicken quesadilla and French fries with house dressing on the side. (laughs) Thank you, Tom.
3: Thank you. you. I I don't know where this is going. (laughs) Oh, my God in heaven. More More
0: importantly than any of my travels, there's a new Neil Morse band album that came out just a few days ago.
3: Thank
1: can you, you mute
2: two people at the same time <laughs> i don't know why well, i did i
1: don't know why now what happens
2: oh
1: you know you ever, you ever you ever are sorry about the questions that you ask as they're leaving your mouth
3: that was the one all right well, I, I did travel well,
2: what'd you go, go nick
3: what'd you do i went nick? to yellowstone
2: well, no with we, my family again that. They know that oh how many times did you, times did that, you right? go to yellowstone
3: well, we yeah. did that, then we went to uh we went to the Finger Lakes. We were in the yeah, Finger Lakes.
2: Broadcast it from the Finger Follow oh along. shit, there. I forgot Follow about it. Follow along, buddy. In, well, in fact, can your dad me.
1: do next week in, in, instead of you?
2: Can we mute uh, him again? Because <laughs> we said we were we gonna actually, go 50-50 with him.
3: We got our so we have our uh, our, fan, our family football fancy fancy league on uh next Wednesday. No, Tuesday, Tuesday, next Tuesday, which is why we I was asking you to move it Wednesday. So and my uh my my son wants to is going to want it in the league, Ooh. and so he's gonna he's gonna draft with 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 uh, grandpa, two of All them are right. gonna to work together. So. Uh,
1: so, speaking of 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 which, do we, do we want to do a fantasy,
0: a fantasy football league this year?
1: Four of us plus a couple other guys that
0: we know. We don't do fantasy
2: football. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Uh... Maybe. oh jeez i'm sorry you
1: fucking nancy's i asked holy shit oh my god i've all never right. once in my life done fantasy football well that's you're perfect for the league then bill yeah, yeah you're picking it it's just like any other fantasy league you'll <coughs> be great you'll be great all right you think about it you let me know
2: okay <laughs> shout out to the solitus boys listening from various parts of new jersey they, they Ryan, Ryan up in uh, the Morristown area, and Noah down at uh, T.C.N.J. Freshman year, starting off. Hey, good freshman. luck, Ryan. Noah, good Ryan.
0: luck. Take luck.
2: Good luck at your new school, Noah, and good luck senior year, Ryan. Learning is cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's the dude for us this week. We'll be back next week with more. Whatever the fuck this is. Um, don't forget to uh, go on Twitter at. Friends underscore rivals and follow us. I'm sure marketing will do absolutely nothing next week.
2: Um, oh no, big, big year! This is mar- season two. Marketing is uh, going to do a th- do a 360 degree turnaround.
1: I'll I'll start giving our marketing department a lot of props when I see that actually in place. Go on to uh, iTunes and uh, give us a review. Write, uh, write a review. We'll read it on the air. All that stuff. You know, if you don't know where to get podcasts yet, um, take a, a hammer
0: and hit yourself over. there really say something witty how am I, I i i just recorded like a whole new one minute song i'm supposed to come up with something witty too i i, I don't know what you're going for here oh my but my,
1: then, then you my know grandmother's name was just, all right just shut up and just sing us out then Oh my
0: friends and rivals. flyers pop flyers pop,